Bullpen Ready, a place where average veterans come and share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're going to like our opinions. But we promise we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. And I'm Paul. Hey, let's hey. pull the pin. <laughs> Welcome back, Paul. How are you doing? Doing good, my brothers. How are y'all? Doing, doing. Uh, I was doing. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I can't. I can't make up anything. <laughs> I wish you could write that down because I'd like yeah, to tell everybody I'm doing, doing, doing. How you do? Yeah, I'm doing. <laughs> you know the thing. The yeah. thing. It reminds me of my time in Hawaii, Mike. You know when they used to say the kind. You know the kind. No. Anyways, no, anyways, yeah, no. you weren't there. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I had a, I had a four letter word for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, were you ever in Hawaii, man? No. No. I'm so lucky. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, I re-enlisted for that. So don't act like it was, you know, some grace of anything. I had to re-enlist to get to Hawaii. Wrong one. He was there. (laughs) And I had a choice between Hawaii and Alaska. Clearly, I was like, "Uh, yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Alaska, man. I I don't know. Well, I would have chose. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, maybe. But back then, now it was all Hawaii. You're young, sure. Wanting to party, beach yeah. life, got it. Waikiki, you know. Yeah. Anchorage, what? Whatever. What? We we know we know about Hawaii. Yeah. That's right. no, you don't because you you weren't there, but yeah. yeah. I've seen pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you some of mine if you like. No need, Jim. We're good. Okay. All right. Well, what would you like to see? What do you want me to show you? <laughs> hey, hey! Don't you have a clip for us to watch? I sure do. Okay, let's watch this clip, man. Let's and watch this clip. We have a discussion clip. on something that has nothing to do with Hawaii. Damn it! Yes, let's. And do I'm that. not jealous. <laughs> let's do it. Quickly developed the world's largest naval force. In 2015, China had 255 battle force ships. Now they have more than 360, and many of those ships are more capable than anything in the American naval fleet. So, how are we responding to this? Well, at the White House yesterday, Joe Biden addressed it effectively. What's the American military's response? Here's what Joe Biden said. Some of it's relatively uh, straightforward work, where we're making good progress, designing body armor that fits women properly, tailoring combat uniforms for women, creating maternity flight suits, updating, uh, updating requirements for their hairstyles. And some of it is going to take an, uh, you know, an, an intensity of purpose and mission to really change the culture and habits that cause women to leave the military. So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. While China's military becomes more masculine as it's assembled the world's largest navy, our military needs to become, as Joe Biden says, more feminine, whatever feminine means anymore, since men and women no longer exist. The bottom line is it's out of control, and the Pentagon's going along with this. Again, this is a mockery of the U.S. military and its core mission, which is winning wars. So there you go. And in all fairness, that obviously was cut at Fox, so I don't know what else Joe Biden said. But now you've heard what Tucker said. And apparently this started this feud between actual DOD websites, tweets from 
DOD installations and things, those higher ups that speak for all of us, uh, started a feud with Tucker Carlson over that. What do you make of that? I'll defer my time to Paul. Okay, so there's a whole lot to unravel from this. But I just want to start off at this point. Who makes a maternity battle dress uniform? Like, how morally fucked up are you? Hey, pregnant chick, here's a rifle. Cool uniform. Go do some battle. Now, I don't mean to be sexist and say that women can't participate in the military. And I don't think that's at all what Tucker's saying on there. Right? When we go fight our nation's, you know, we in, in, enforce the foreign policy of the United States militarily through force. That's ugly ass business. And without being a sexist, maybe I'm just an old fashioned dude. I'm I'm still one of them, hey, women and children first off the Titanic. Right? Because we're, we want to leave the ugly shit for the rough and tumble ugly people. Like this asshole. We want to try and preserve... I just don't even understand the. It's an assault on femininity, really. All of this, in my notion of it, but, but that's awesome, man. While they're out there drilling hard, we're worrying about hairstyles and shit. So, I mean, really, I hate to say it, but we're fucked. Mm. I don't think we're in a we're in a good way militarily. We're so. How long we've been? How long we've been continuously at war? Twenty years. Plus, yeah, just a little bit less. I mean, we're yeah. we're a few months away from. Let's even say we've nineteen years. We've continuously been at war. Really, we've been at one form or another. We've been continuously at war my entire life, and I was born in 19, beginning of nineteen seventy two. Mm. Right, you call it a war or not call it a war, but it's still a war. But like China is no joke mate this is not like noriega and panama this is a huge army with a lot of technology that they get the whole martial notion of brutality and we're worried about gender pronouns mike did you get the same thing out of that because i i'm I'm with Paul. I, I don't see. I mean, I can even share some uh, some tweets. I'll pull some stuff up. I can even share that Marine Corps, Space Force, Marine Corps guys video. I mean, all these people are like coming to the defense of women, but I didn't hear anything bad that he said toward women. I thought it was all about pregnancy and and hairstyles and and things like that 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 have no relevance to uh, women in combat. It, okay. Fix their hair. What did you get? Okay, so here's the look at when I when I look at the video, um, and I listen to it. I'm sitting there like, well, he started by saying, "Here's Joe, the president's uh, response to this." Why didn't he let us hear what he was asked? That's what I didn't get. Sure, sure, and that's why I said that. Yeah, that's why I said that you didn't hear the whole clip, but in fair, you know, context, uh, that's where maybe Tucker was misleading. Is that may not have been Joe's response. It may have been all he said about the military. So it wasn't really a question. Maybe right. I, I didn't right. see the whole thing, so I don't know what Biden said. Like, did did he say that? Yeah, we're responding to China's military growth by <laughs> the whole list of things. That 
can't. I can't. It was funny to me, man. I was like, well, wow. Well, no, but think about this too, though, Mike. Did not Biden say that China's not a threat? He's already yeah, proclaimed that before. I can understand why. Where's the threat? They're building more battleships. So where's the threat? Um, I why? Up, I could pull up an article that... Why? I don't know. Maybe because they, well, maybe they want to be... Finally, they want to be number one in the, listed in the world on naval warfare. It's bullshit. It's to, it's to own, the, it's a, to own the, the Red Sea. It's because they're going to go and make a play towards Taiwan because we've got... I, I can't even. So I don't. I agree with you. Hold on earlier on. I don't think that he was asked that question because his handlers won't allow him to address questions to begin with anyway. Somebody put up on the teleprompter like, "Hey, this is how woke we are." And hey, I agree with the body armor to fit women. I wish I invented it. I'd be rich, right? Because body armor generally doesn't fit women. I, I deal with females in body armor all the time. However, I don't think he was asked that question as Tucker is surmising it. But then again, did he really say he was asked the question? Tucker said, hey. Well, he said, no, he said, here, here is uh, uh, President Biden's response to the Chinese, the growth in the Chinese uh, Navy. And I'm like, okay. My whole point was, I, I don't know if that's, that's what he was saying. When he said this about the... <laughs> The hair and the uniforms and everything. I don't think the president was saying that he was responding to the Chinese yes. Navy. I think I think Tucker. I do like the way he put it together. I'm not gonna lie. I like the way he put it together, man. That was good. Yeah, that I think he's good. misleading to make it yeah. look like that was a response. But I think what Tucker was trying to say is this is what's happening in China and this is what's happening in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. That that would have been better. That. Yeah, that would have been better to me, but. Uh, <laughs> Now, once again, though, I say that to me, China's not a threat. They've done nothing but build chips. I, I'm um, sorry, it's not a threat to me. Well, I'm so glad you're not in charge of our military. They do it right there. They call the U.S. government and say, hey, assholes, we're cashing in all of our T-bonds right now. What happens? Uh, yeah, they go, check. Well, no, uh, and that, that would hurt us. Yeah, that would, that would hurt us, you know? Thank you for Hawaii and, and Taiwan <laughs> now ours, and, you know? Yeah, they can have it. Never been there anyway. We'll give you California, you know, I mean, too. It's, it's not it's not far-fetched to think, though, that why... So the question is, is why are you enlarging your army? It's because we have a huge, ridiculous military. Is that why you just want to compete with it? There's got to be a reason. Well, I'm not an expert on China either, but I watch some guys that do this. They're they're supposed to be experts. I don't know if they are. And they're talking about China's actually starving and going broke. So if you think about that, if they're true, if that's true and China's starving and going broke, this isn't just a, hey, let's flex to see how who can have the biggest military or, or Navy. It's not a flex. It's a reaction to something or a preparation for something. I just well, can't I believe I this is... China doesn't necessarily have to worry about starving people the way that we do in the West. Sure. Yeah, put, will them, put them in a camp. Put them up against the wall. Release sure. a deadly virus on them. I mean, there's all kinds of shit that they could do that they don't really care to do, you know, that we would generally look down upon in the West. 
I mean, that was one of my that was one of my early thoughts of the whole COVID because I started watching it real early. My brother turned me on to it, like, "Hey, are you seeing this this leaked footage that's coming out?" So that was before the government actually cracked down on it. And then the whole thing never really made any sense to me, other than, "Man, you got a huge population that you got to feed." Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think a lot of that too could be that could be economic warfare right there. Yeah. But if they truly released it, you have a worldwide epidemic pandemic. And then, like, what does the likes of our government want to do? Well, fucking shut the economy down. Well, if you shut the economy down, what does that do to the economy? It kills the economy. Well, I mean, economic warfare is a whole lot better to, to fight than bullets. But once yeah, you win I mean, the economic warfare, if your enemy has a really big military, you got to be willing and able to absorb that blow to be able to further establish your dominance. The Chinese play the long game. They've been playing it for. They've been they've been playing it since Mao. Since you know, probably probably post Mao when they started embracing markets more. They play the long game. We're like, it's okay to have purple hair. I mean, that's the kind of shit we do. You want to talk about like three D chess, four D chess, whatever? Like the Chinese, (laughs) they're very very calculated and they can wait. Yeah, and they've got people here that have been in this country for years learning Decades. everything they can. Decades. And they yeah, just but it, has, it, hasn't only, it hasn't only been China having people here. Correct, but China's yeah. been see That's why I said, Mike, where I would almost get on board with you say China's not a threat because they're building up their Navy. The problem is that just like every police investigation, traffic style, you don't just pull a DUI over because he crosses over the yellow line. You look for a bunch of clues. And weren't they building those uh, islands? They had these islands they were man-making over there, stacking that up. I mean, look at all the moves they've been making. That all leads to me to say uh, they're not just trying to be the best. They're going well, to do something. Well, that notion of making islands is a means to attempt to extend, extend their territorial waters under international law. Right, but they're building bases on those islands. They're not just making islands. They're military bases on there. Look how much more water we now own. Sure, so sure. You, sure. You look at that. As, you look at that as a threat. No, I see. I, no, the, the economic. They're the economic threat, right? But building hmm. battleships, that shit's expensive. So there's one of two reasons that you're doing it. You're either doing it like we did in the in the 30s as a as a job stimulus program kind of deal. We still do it today. I shouldn't even say the 30s. We started in the 30s. So either you're trying to create jobs building your own battleships or you think that you're going to need battleships in the future mm. did the nazi what was the first thing that nazi germany did once once the once the nazis took over power once hitler was a chancellor oh here's our new economic program they went to do what they rearmed we're going to build a shitload of u-boats and planes and tanks and rifles i mean you go out and buy a brand new Corvette. What's the what's the likelihood you're going to drive the speed limit all the time? Or you you went and bought a brand new Corvette because you want to go out and stand on it. Mm. So if, when you when you have massive buildups, there's a reason because it's expensive. So what's the reason? It's Taiwan. So you look at it as a threat uh, in the future. Oh, they're gonna make a play for Taiwan in the in the in the next year. I guarantee it. Because hmm. now, what what's Biden's reaction? They they have to they're they're gonna try and 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 poke to see what Biden's limits are. 
they knew day one what Trump's was. Hey, don't fuck around. I'm crazy. Orange man bad. Whatever. <laughs> like, now they're looking at someone that can't even string a cogent sentence together. Mm. Like, I don't think the dude has any mental faculties at all. So so now you're dealing with who's Xi Jinping going to deal with, Biden or Kamala Harris? Mm. So culturally, how do you think that an Oriental man, head of the Communist Party in China, is going to deal with Kamala Harris? I mean, is, 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 you know, he's going to treat her just like he, he would... Like, like she's not used to being being treated. Right, right. Yeah. right? right. And then what talk- Does she lose her cool and flip the fuck out? Well, well then, I mean, what's the repercussions of this? Right. And we're talking about China. We're not talking about some reputable country that's, you know, got to keep the peace. Like Saudi Arabia might bend a little bit on their culture to, to appease America. You know, you're talking about China. They're not going to be like, they could care less what you think. They'll just shut down the NBA. Right. No F's given. <laughs> or relocate them to the island they just built. So if they do make a play for Taiwan, what do we do? Do we respond to it militarily? Well, hey, guess what? Our Navy's a whole lot bigger than yours right now. What are you going to do about it? Oh, you want to do economic warfare on me with sanctions? Well, watch this. I want my T-bills cashed in. I don't think it's going to happen. That's just me. I, I don't see us going well, to with China. Well, that's fair, Mike, but why wouldn't we prepare for it, though? Why would we spend time making flight suits and purple hair legal? And like, why is that even an issue? Like, well, you're under the impression that we're not prepared for it now. Yes. And a matter of fact, the DOD just released a, a, a test that they did. And they said right now, under the circumstances, China would wipe us out in record time. So that's I, I didn't do the test. I just read, you know, the headlines and said, hey, if these people think so. No. I read, okay, so hold on. I read those same, and here's a cynic in me. I read those same headlines, those same anonymous Pentagon sources that came out there. And like, really? Do you think you got people running around the Pentagon going, we're going to get our asses kicked (laughs) by China? If they knew what the fuck they were talking about, because I'm sure there's a non-disclosure statement out there somewhere that's all this shit up. I think, I look at that with a highbrow suspicion and say, you know what? That's a really good reason. Because again, the only reason we need government is because we're afraid of something. So, hey, you should really be afraid of China. You know what we need to do? Build more battleships. That shit will stimulate the economy. Well, they, they did have a plan, and it wasn't, it wasn't related to building more ships. They had a plan that said would work, but we're not going any, anywhere in that direction right now. So I don't remember the plan exactly. Uh, if I found the article, maybe I can probably... I just, I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I, I don't see it. Well, regardless, threat or no threat, I would think a very a, a much smarter position, excuse me, for the United States to take would be like, why are we still in Okinawa? I'm pretty sure that the emperor's not going to get uppity again and they're going to rape Nanking. Okay, so like we don't need to be there. Right. Right. I mean, I, are we really worried about a rise in, in Nazis in Germany at this point? Understood. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Korea, I agree. Korea's got a great economy. The Southern Korean has a great economy, has a good military. 
the North Koreans ain't got shit for an economy and their people are fucking starving. So why are we there? Right. So if I perceived a threat, me personally, how long have we been in Afghanistan? How long have we been in Iraq? Are we? I'm willing to bet we still have a presence like in the Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina area. Yes, we do. We're in Kuwait. You know, why don't we pull all of those resources home and give the warfighter a freaking break? Why don't we save all of that money and we can put it into training and actually go into the range, shooting, developing our shit, and mind our own business? I think we'd be a whole lot better off in the world. Because well, if you haven't really to... noticed, we're really fucking broke. Mm. If you if you perceived a threat to your your house, think about your own home. Would your actions be like, all right, I'm gonna like send a bunch of people and make pitch tent in the back of everybody's neighborhood, you know, in the backyard, the neighborhood? Or are you gonna start like fortifying your own shit? Yeah, fortifying your own shit. Yeah, right. So if we really have a threat, then that's what I would do. However, we're broke and armies are expensive. And to me, I don't know if it's done, but if you're going to have our troops over in a foreign country, if that country wants us there, they should be paying. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, they should be paying their money. Oh, I do too, because they're yeah. all of them are going to be like, nah, get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how many, I agree with you, 100%. Yeah. How many, like, just, let's just take a look at Biden's perspective. Biden doesn't think China's a threat. Um, Obama was paying Iran. I mean, we can really say... Uh, conceptually, that we have multiple enemies if we want to create an enemy, if you know, if we want to call it a true enemy, you know, because Iran's been an enemy, uh, Russia's been always that silent enemy, China's now becoming an enemy. I mean, and you could go into Saudi, Afghanistan, that whole region and pick an enemy. So, in theory, we can't really leave if all those places could pop at any minute. But I do agree that if we backed up and fortified ourselves, none of that would matter. Right. Because then other countries would have to get involved. And if they wanted help or assistance, they can request it. Mm. I agree. I agree. You, got, you always got to have a boogeyman. I mean, you, you, you have you noticed that in the last five or six years, the Islamo-Jihadist, fascist, terrorist that's hiding behind your door is really not a deal anymore? Hmm. You know, they came about like, what, let me see when they come like, oh, right after the big red commie scare, gonna bomb you, nuclear bomb, eat your kids. Who was it before that? Oh, it was the the commies in Vietnam coming to do, it was the, you know, the, the Chai comms in Korea, it was the Nazis, it was, how far back do we go in our history where we have to have a boogeyman? Let's mm. just stop making enemies. It seems a whole lot cheaper. But what does that do for the pockets? Well, that's the that's the that's the whole crux of it all. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've ever read *Wars of Racket by Major General Smedley Butler. Uh, if you've never, he was a uh, retired major general from the United States Marine Corps, <clears throat> two-time Congressional Medal of Honor recipient. Wow. Okay, so not a slacker, dude. He gets out in the like 36 or 37 and he writes a book called a war is a racket and i it's not i would even call it a book it's a, a large pamphlet if you will and mm -hmm. if you've you can read it uh free online if anybody who's watching this has never read that before i highly recommend doing it 
right? And What's like we talked about, he was down in the banana wars, and he's like, you know, hey, I went down to Nicaragua to make it safe for the you know American fruit company or Dole, and I went to open up the markets in China for Standard Oil. He was like, you know, Capone was a thug at his best. He worked in like four big neighborhoods. He's like, I operated on five continents. Mm. But real interesting there too. He looks at World War One. He looks at companies, the industrial arm, the military industrial complex. He looks at those industries before World War One and then after, and during and after World War One. And the profit margins are ridiculous. And these were the people that were clamoring for us to get involved in World War. So, mm. again, that's why we continue to do this is because it's lucrative to a small amount of people. Average Joe just pays for that shit. Right. Paul, what yeah. was the name of that book or something? I could try to find the link. And put War it. is a Racket. Smedley. War Butler. is a Racket? War is a Racket. All right. I'll try to find that. Put it in the link. In the link below. <laughs> <laughs> So, you guys agree with uh, Tucker Carson then about so how we're, we're not preparing for, as as Paul said, I would agree, uh, the future war with uh, China. I do. I think I think uh, President Trump was bringing back our military to at least a standing where we could endure all these overseas crap. Now, maybe Paul's right. If we bring back everyone from all over the place, maybe we probably have a military in good standing. But right now, we're spread so thin that I don't you think that President Trump was bringing troops back. Yeah. What year was this? He was trying to bring them back. Yeah. Remember, he got cut off by Bolton in the first time and all the. Yeah. He was trying to end those wars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, so there is a level of truth to that. So, think about when we went, you know what? We're not getting involved with Syria. And then the left all of a sudden went, oh, my God, you're betraying our friends, yeah. the Kurds. You're just leaving our allies out there to die. Now, I'm going to preface this, that I worked in northern Iraq during 05 and 06, and my soldiers were Kurds. I have a deep, deep, deep fondness of those people in my heart. They are great people in the way that they do things. They can take care of them fucking selves. So we went the the traditionally anti-war left went, oh, my God, you're not getting us involved in an undeclared war against an undeclared enemy with no real goal because the Kurds are our friends. These fucking people don't even know what Kurds are. They just heard it. They think it's like yeah. a cheese thing that you pull out of a bag and you shove into your face on a Saturday. Right. And, you know, so that's all crap. And look how much shit he got for going no, I'm not going to get us involved in another undeclared war. I'll give them material supplies and allow them to fight their own war. Well, I agree with that. Look at that when he started drawing down. He drew down troops in Iraq and Afghanistan. <gasps> you're just you're leaving a power vacuum. Like the Taliban and ISIS is going to come back in there. We shouldn't have fucking been there in the first place. True. I mean, I get that you broke it, you buy it, you fix it kind of shit. Stop breaking shit. A lot cheaper. I didn't see many troops leave Iraq during that time. I agree with the Syria comment wholeheartedly, but I didn't see troops leaving Iraq. And the troops that left Afghanistan, you had troops entering Afghanistan as well. You know, so I was like, okay, all right. 
Yeah, not on the ground. I didn't see the I didn't see the drawdown that uh Jim was referencing. I did see no military action, like damn near all of his predecessors. And I, I gave him kudos for that, you know. I think he had like one one uh missile strike or something like that where he killed this guy or a couple of guys, and I was like, Oh, okay. But he did he didn't send troops off to Afghanistan and uh other locations like i truly believe if whether it was obama whether it's uh any of his predecessors we would have troops over there in syria right now yeah man yeah you know i mean we gotta we gotta protect the kingdom over there the old saudi kingdom over there and those booties there you know they're they're just can't have that shit yeah they are allies aren't they yeah, see, well, he didn't, he, well, so you got the Saudi-Iran proxies going on there, and he just didn't yeah. involved with it. And really, everybody's like, oh, you're snuggling up to these people. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I really think that, this is by no means me being a pussy, but I think talking about shit is a whole lot better than fighting about shit. I realize there's a time where, like, okay, you're attacking what? me. I got no, no, you know, I got no other recourse here than, than the, the fight. And not afraid of it. You're gonna get off, you know, awful raw brutality and violence. But come on, man, just going around and fucking waving your stick in everybody's face, it just makes you an asshole. And I don't really appreciate that as an American, honestly. Because when I travel overseas, I'm not like that. I'm not like that here. I'm not like that when I go overseas. I have to work against the stereotype that I'm just wanting to walk around with my six guns and shoot you in the face. You know, that's where does this come from? So you don't think that when you go overseas, you're not, you don't act like a bully? No, I try really hard to work against that stereotype when I travel overseas, mm. honestly. If you've ever seen me with any of my Turks, like I treat them like a normal human being. A lot of my peers, they, just, yeah. they treat their Turks like servants. And you're fucking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Look at where in Afghanistan. They're like, look at these dumb motherfuckers. I'm like, look, yeah. look at the terrain out there. You go out there and not only fucking survive, look at the beautiful rose gardens those people were able to to grow out in that area and have a little bit of beauty in this horrible terrain. Yeah. You call them stupid? Right. I'm going to bed without a fucking speedball resupply coming out to your ass. You ain't going to last out there a couple of fucking weeks. Right. You know, so I've always tried to be that way. Why can't we just talk to, granted, we're not going to agree with shit. But, like, me just coming in there and whipping my dick on the table and being like, oh, you're going to listen to what I fucking say. Like, who does that? Think about when you were – think about in prison. If you're the bully, if you're constantly the fucking bully out there, tell me that people ain't going, I'm going to kick that motherfucker's ass. I'm going to shank that bitch when I get an opportunity yeah. for it. Who are they not with? you, Mike. He's the talking to you, you I don't remember prison. Jokes. 24 hours a day, they thinking of a way to shank you. Yeah. I mean, who's the guy that they're not thinking about shanking? Jim. I mean, it's the guy that that gets you cigarettes and tells you jokes. Yeah. You know, treats you like a normal human being. You're not a pussy. Hey, man, if you want to step fight, you'll fuck. We're going to go do it. But, like, I'm not going to try and piss on your leg. Don't piss on my leg. Right. You know, so, I mean, I I just think that's a way better way for us to deal. and, And we've gotten so bellicose as a nation. That's really not what Americans are about. We're not about that. 
we really just want to live our lives, enjoy our own shit, be our. Oh, own you talking about the average American? Anybody say what? You talking about the average American is not really yeah, the average like, American, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I think the average American now does take crap for granted and thinks they got everything the best because if they do go over there, they're like, well, we got this, we got that. Okay, so what? So I think the average American going overseas, like if you think just an American taking a, a trip to Mexico, I mean, our money's more, we have more money, so they go down there, they expect to be served, they, they expect that. I think that is the average American. I know, and that's why I said, I, well, no, no, I don't, the average American is not a world jet setter. They're getting up and going to work every day. The average American never even leaves the continental United States. All right, right. In that aspect, yeah, but a traveling, any traveling American, I mean, I'm sure it goes over with a sense of entitlement and a sense of wherever they go. Even just these missionaries that go over to help the world, like, you, you can't just, like, give them supply, let them do it. Like, you got to be the savior. Like, I think there's a sense of entitlement. Oh, really? surely, but I don't think that that portrays to bellicosity is my point. You really think that uh, even like missionaries, they, they have a sense of entitlement? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've seen, okay, well, obviously I can't speak for all missionaries, but I've right, seen quite a few. You, you see the pictures, the photos, the, it's all about like a vacation for them. And I'm not saying that there's not a, another meaning in there. I'm not saying that, but that's what it is. It's all about the celebration of bag. It's, it's, it's about, oh, look at this. Here's the picture. Check this out. Look what I went through. Look at, I mean, it's a mission. Just go over do your job. Don't come back like it was a, a stellar vacation and you had to do this and you got to do that. I think I just think that's a, a sense of arrogance. I guess is that is that a, a, a like a vacation, Jim? It's just creating memories. They just I want have to memories have memories too, dude, and you don't see them all. Been so what? I have memories too, and you don't see them all. I'm sure you don't see all of the. Okay, I'm not gonna get off on this down this rabbit hole about missionaries. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. I, I will <laughs> pull out my Hawaii photos if you'd like to see them. I can pull them all out. No, my whole point was I, I agree that the average American, like Paul said, I'm gonna go even deeper and say that they not do they leave the country. I'm gonna say most of us don't even leave our states. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with what he was saying, but. I have seen people overseas and they have this sense of entitlement. You know, why don't they speak English or something like that? You're in a different country and you want people to speak your language and you don't even want to try to learn theirs. I, I've seen people like that. But I think the average American, uh, they, if they care, I think they're more like, you know, hey, hey, you live your life, let me live mine. We'll be good. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's what I believe. Yeah, I'll agree the average American doesn't leave. You know, I'm, I'm more looking at the average American that presents themselves overseas, not the average American whether okay, they go. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that because I think yeah, most people don't I mean, leave. In all seriousness, Jim, coming from you, that means nothing because I think um, the way you were in Hawaii, you know what I mean? I was entitled. Thank you. Thank you. When, when Japanese citizens come up to you wearing a, a army uniform and want your picture, like every 30 steps, you do feel entitled. You feel yeah, a celebrity. Yeah. So after the fifth or sixth one, you're like, hey, you want a picture of me too? Do you, do you want people look at you like, what? No, no. Do you want, like, come on. So you guys agree that we should pull all our troops back home? Don't have any, huh? I would. Yeah. And I cannot I would be in having strategic attache places. Like, 
kind of like the way we do in Australia. I can understand that. And I can understand doing bilateral training with other nations. I mean, I've, I've gotten a, a lot out of that. But I think it's a whole lot cheaper. And I think we actually improve our overall worldwide security stance by not being the asshole of the world. Right. And then and then look, we got a really badass military and we only have this one landmass to cover. And there's two big oceans on both sides. I think we would do a whole lot better. Now, is there going to be power vacuums left when we leave third world countries and shit and we're no longer supporting who's in power? Probably so. But again, like. Wouldn't that be creating more enemies? No, I think because they'd be so localized. What does it really matter if the factions in Ghana want to start going after each other? I mean, look at Afghanistan. Okay. We spent so much money. Look at Afghanistan. We spent so much money giving them uh, supplies so they can fight the Russians, right? In the 80s? Okay. Yeah, right? They did that. And then when they beat them, technically they beat them, and then they it was it was they asking for money. We talked about this, Paul. They asked right. for money to build schools and build up the infrastructure. Nah, we can't do that. You know, <laughs> you know. Sell your weapons. Yeah. <laughs> to the Russians. Well, that's the way we do it. I know it's. I mean, I'm not for like, hey, tax the American people and go build schools in Afghanistan, but you're going to have a much better outcome if you do that than here's a shit ton of AK-47s and PKs. Yeah. You know, it, it, you, you, I mean, again, I'm not saying we should be, be building schools. I'm just looking at the absurdity of the, and I get it. You want, it's better to have them fight for democracy than having American soldiers over there. But no one ever questions, why do we need American soldiers over there for it? Like if democracy, our form of democracy is such a good fucking idea. Why does it take JDAMs to mm. bring it? knock, who's there, you know? Right, right. Democracy stacked upside your door. Like I, I just don't even understand why we're worried about everybody else to the neglect of our own people. Mm. Don't get me started. So let's take Taiwan, for example. Like I said, Taiwan doesn't want to be part of China. So at what point do we just let China take Taiwan? And, and then if we pull all of our troops back, at what point do we end up going right back? Okay, so is there is there ways that we can disagree with China's actions that will hurt them and not kill my friends, maim my friends, both physically and mentally. Is there a way that we can do that? Is it possible that we say, hey, we're your biggest trade partner. Suck a big bag of dicks. We're not going to trade with you anymore. Becomes a little bit difficult because they hold a lot of our debt. So that becomes interesting. Does the, is, is that a, not a better way to resolve the problem than we're going to go to Taiwan and fight for the freedoms of the people of Taiwan in um, John Quincy Adams' 4th of July address, uh, he had said that within the persona of America, we do not go abroad looking for dragons to slay. I have people in my town that need an education, that need their health needs taken care of, that need a roof over their head that need to be warm and to be secure. And I am neglecting that because of some stranger in Taiwan 
is having a hard fight. The only people I see benefiting from that are the people that are making the bombs and the bullets and the battleships. Sure. And I believe you that we could create, even like we're doing now, moving toward this space force, you know, we can create the ultimate weapon that could reach anywhere to keep that diplomacy open. So, yeah, I'm sure there's ways of not having soldiers. I'm for it. I'm not against it. I'm just throwing spitball and stuff because I know we could pull all the soldiers back and then somebody's going to come up with a great idea to go save this country now. So Well, that's what I'm saying. We, we just need to openly question the notion. But again, the only way that they're going to – if you if you put it into honest debate and you use logic and reason, like nobody's going to support it unless they're afraid. I mean, the thing about Saddam Hussein, right? Like, they, when we went back to Iraq, like, if they went to everybody's door and they're like, knock, 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 and they're like, you know, hey, how you doing today, Mr. James? Uh, you know, there's this guy, Saddam Hussein, over in Iraq, and he's really nasty to his people, and, like, he's kind of running a minority government, and, like, he's just a real shithead, and, you know, he was real fucked up to some Kurds, who, again, I love. And so we're going to go over there, you know, we're going to, teach this guy a lesson and you go okay that's great and they go we just need you to write a check for $35,000 and give me one of your kids you'd get the door slammed in your face right because that's really the logical thing of it but instead they go he's got Nigerian yellow cake and aluminum tubes mm. there's gonna be mushroom clouds over New York City and everyone went oh my god you gotta do something about this. yeah and here we are still the Taliban, they took down the towers. And what does this have to do with Afghanistan? Well, they trained in Afghanistan. Well, they planned that bitch in fucking Munich. <laughs> Are we going to go invade fucking Germany too? I mean, like, what's, what's, oh, what's I think point? we're in Germany still. Yeah. We don't need to invade. We're still there. We're going to depose the Taliban. Okay. We did that in 47 days. Yeah. Here we are 19 years later. I got yeah. a whole lot of friends that are fucked up or dead. In that 47 days till today. And there's countless scores of them that I don't know. It's yeah. fucked up. I just want to stop yeah. it, man. And just so you know, Mike, Trump did make that speech to withdraw down to 2,500 troops or whatever. I don't know if it ever happened because I don't know if you were the one responsible for watching them come off the plane. But that was the intention hey, in the announcement. Paul and I we were at Dover Airport. Paul had his stick. Every time the women came up, <laughs> you had a clipboard. Every time women came off the plane, Paul would hit them with the stick and go ding. Ugly again. All right, so we're we're running pretty long on this. Good good conversation. We can come back for another episode, have another conversation on something to tail off this. But let's let's just get to the conclusion here. So, did Tucker Carlson offend the women, or are people making this something more than it is? He offended some women. Because I don't know, they just how do how do we always say have you ever met women? women? You don't have to have a reason to offend them. (laughs) I am not going there. I'm not going there. (laughs) No, it's wrong, man. You shouldn't talk like that, Paul. (laughs) But I agree with Paul that there is no need for a combat flight suit. I think Mm -hmm. that is a mockery. Uh, You you can have from what I understand, we had BDUs, didn't we have? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's talking about, battle dress uniform. But we have regular maternity ones for, for women. Yes, a we maternity just... battle dress uniform. What's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. Something conceptually wrong where we're sending pregnant women to go fight fights. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't find that offensive. I find that, like you said, logical. <laughs> it's, ridic- it's ridiculous. You know, if they're pregnant, why do they have to be in uniform? Right. You know, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They're not going to battle, so, yeah. Right. Never understood Mer- it. Matter of fact, I'd be content giving them, giving them off. <laughs> don't Put them on light duty. Let them wear what they wear. Find a way to contribute. Do your thing. Yeah, you can still work. Yeah. But, yeah. You could take a desk job where you have to. I'd rather have female vets on the show so we could talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why you're ignoring that. All right, then let's let's save that for another day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mike has a hard time speaking for women. Oh yeah, I just out of that language, man. I don't know the language. Yeah. Yeah, I let Paul do that. All right, so let's let's close out this. Let's pull the pin on this and uh go to our ending of the show here where we can either pull the pin on something uh do a person of the week or just some sort of shout out whatever you guys got who wants to go first you have anything paul um i'm gonna give a shout out to my daughter melanie stevens who got hurt in a game last week she plays college ball uh she had a hard kick collision that ruptured her colon and the girl rubbed some dirt on it and got back into the game. So for that level of commitment and willing to suck shit up, uh, I had to take my hat off to her. Hmm. My Florida video. And I, well, honestly, hold on, I got, I got yeah. a second. Hold on. Can I, 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 there's a dual person of the week on that. Yeah. Her, her mom's been down there 24-7 when she's in Georgia right now in the hospital. Been down there 24-7 being a good, caring woman that most feminists would say you're terrible you're just being this loving nurturing woman and she's fucking rocking it a woman (laughs) why you had to mess it all up at the end paul (laughs) i told you i was gonna drink for this one (laughs) hey like I i started to say i saw the video and uh yeah I was I wouldn't get back in the game, you know. I didn't know any while I would have got back in that game after that. So hey, good job, tremendous athlete right there. Heart and see the video. So oh, you got anything, bro? I mean, uh, Jim? I do actually. I'm going to just throw some kudos out to a, a veteran oh, who has man. not been on this show for a while. Um, Mr. Malibone. Thank goodness goodness Mr. Malibone has a job where I can go visit him. And if you haven't noticed, I got a new toy. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. Malibone, for being there, allowing me to step foot in that store and walking home a happy man. And thank you, taxpayers, because I paid for it with my stimulus check. Oh, did you get it? I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, I I didn't spend my stimulus check on a fake rifle. Hmm, that's not fake. It oh, that's fake. yes, that's a cup holder. Yeah, fake yeah. yeah, that's fake. Definitely fake. I can tell you don't have any sights on that thing, man. There is there is a list somewhere. I guarantee you that tells it's not fake and exactly where it is right now. <laughs> Uh, How about you, Mike? Uh, I would go to my. Uh, I, I, 
Yeah, you guys heard about the shooting in uh, Georgia, right? The guys yes. shot up a couple of Asian people because he was mad. And the chief of police got on TV and said that, well, he was just having, he was having a bad day. And I was like, what the freak was that? You know what I mean? And I'm like, nah, dude, he was sick. He was, he was an idiot. He was, a, uh, you know, that's just it. You know, don't try to make excuses on the guy was having a bad day and try to make light of it. The guy was an idiot. He's a criminal. He's a murderer. You know, call it what it is. Call it what it is. You know, and that chief of police, I, I, I wish I remember his name. I read the article. I wish I remember his name, but that's the idiot. And now he's having a bad day because of the, the words that he spoke about this this uh, this murdering asshole, you know. So call it what it is. You know, if you want people to always back the blue, you know, you got to do what you got to do and do what's right. Yeah, I agree. Don't I agree, my I, I agree with you on that. But I, I didn't I didn't take the comment necessarily as being dismissive. I didn't take it that way. I think he was looking at somebody. How do you deal with someone that has severe mental illness? How do you describe somebody when they have severe mental illness in a PC environment that just goes the fuck on off? Well, that's the problem. We're in a PC environment because is he in a protected group or not? Or is he just what Mike well, said he was? Who's to, who's to say he had a mental illness? He shot up a bunch of fucking people because they were Asian. What kind of proof do you need that he had a mental fucking illness? Like, what's well, the actually, person like, nah. sex addiction and hey, I'm going to go shoot a bunch of people? Like, who does that? That's insane. Dude, no. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. If you guys want to do a show on this? I'm tired of the, uh, the mental illness for certain people, certain murderers, and when there's other people... They're not described as such. They're just murdering thugs or whatever. What the fuck they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, no, don't go in there. Oh, he was having a bad day. He isn't, you didn't, he's not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. He's a damn chief of police. Well, it doesn't matter, he's, Mike, because either way, it's, a, a, hate, it's a hate up, crime. He's got, yeah. Exactly. It's a hate crime now because yeah, they all happen crime. to be Asian. Damn, we should have had Paul on there for that one, man. <laughs> All right, let's close this up. We can talk about this for a whole nother hour. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to stop right here. Thank you all. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. Thank you all for watching, hanging in there. I uh, hope you liked what we had to say. We hope you come back for another episode. And until the next time, Godspeed. Hey, and pull the pin.